You are listening to the Feast Podcast from the Light of Jesus family. We share here significant and heartfelt messages for you to reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face your challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. One of the most beautiful titles is found in the Gospel of John. In the Gospel of John, there's this mysterious guy. We don't know his name. It does not say who he is, but he has the title, The Disciple Whom Jesus Loved. Can everybody say that? The Disciple Whom Jesus Loved. Six times it appears in the Gospel of John, and the Gospel never says who the guy is. Now, Bible scholars, of course, have been working on this, and they've been saying who this guy is. The, the general, like, like the, the huge majority of Bible scholars will say, that guy is John, the writer. That guy is John the Apostle. And they give the... Re- now, now, to be fair, I need to mention what the other scholars say. Some say, oh, that's Lazarus. Others say, oh, that's Thomas. And there's this one strange Bible scholar who says, oh, that's Mary Magdalene, but let's, let's not even listen to that guy anymore. <laughs> but... And if you're going to ask my personal opinion, I would believe that that is John. Why? There is a guy by the name of St. Irenaeus around the year 200 AD, and he was discipled by St. Polycarp. And St. Polycarp was discipled by John. And St. Irenaeus said that his master, St. Polycarp, said that his master John said I am the disciple whom Jesus loved mentioned in the gospel so that's enough proof for me but can everybody say but there's a second answer the second answer who is the disciple whom Jesus loved do you know why I believe partly why there is no name. It is not named who this guy is. Ask me why. It's fill in the blank. You are the disciple whom whom Jesus loved. Touch somebody and say, you. You were the disciple. You were the disciple whom Jesus loved. And I love this answer because it's the core message of the gospel. I'm going to unpack it and share three messages. Three messages. Number one. Everybody say, I'm ready. God always, always makes the first move. The title is not the disciple that loved Jesus. No. The title is the disciple that Jesus loved. You don't get it, usually. What's so great about that? No, no, please understand. The title is not the disciple that loved Jesus. You know, you you kind of like be proud. You know, he's the disciple, oh, that loved Jesus. No, no, it's the disciple that Jesus loved. And all throughout the gospel, you find God always making the first move. Can everybody say that? God makes the first move. Always. In the gospel, you've got all these stories. Jesus and the Samaritan woman. The Samaritan woman with five husbands. You know? And, and she, she had to draw water at noontime, the gospel of John says. Because who draws water during noontime? Nobody. Exactly. 
She didn't want anyone to see her because of the gossip, you know. Five husbands, my gosh. Who made the first move? Jesus. She did not reach out to Jesus. Jesus reached out to her and befriended her and made her an evangelist. When Jesus was with the woman caught in adultery, Jesus forgives her without even the woman asking for forgiveness. People don't get that. You know, I hear people say, that guy hurt me and I will not for, how can I forgive him? He's not even asking for forgiveness. Hello? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Since when? will a pr- Friends, please, do not wait for someone to apologize before you forgive. Don't do that. Then you're making yourself think about it. You, you are under the power of that person. Do you understand what I'm saying? Be like Jesus who forgives even before the woman asks for forgiveness. Ask me why. Listen to me. No one deserves to be forgiven. Do not insist on someone to deserve. That's why it's called mercy. You will never, ever be deserving of forgiveness. You just need to receive it. When Jesus cleansed or washed the feet of the disciples, did the disciples say, Jesus, our feet are dirty. Can you wash? No, Jesus just offered. God always makes the first move. And that's, that's why I love this next passage. I'm going I'm to share with you. It's my favorite Bible passage. It's the foundation of my whole life. 1 John 4.19. We love, please continue reading it. Why do we love? Because He first loved us. That's why. And, and that's the reason of my life. My dear friends, just want you to know, why did I wake up in the morning? I was exhausted. Just came from Singapore last night. Preached there. I'll tell you later on about that wonderful, wonderful feast in Singapore. But, you know, I was exhausted this morning. I was, I, I felt every bone in my body is tired. Why did I wake up? I woke up this morning. I wish I can tell you because of my fiery love for God. No. That's not the answer. Ask me why. My love for God is not very fiery. No, it's not. It's normal, human, broken. You know why I woke up this morning? It's not because of my fiery love for God. It's because of God's fiery love for me. That's why I woke up this morning, got out of bed no matter how exhausted I am. Because my entire life is one big thank you to God's unconditional love. That's my life. You see, Here's truth number two. Together, only you can make the second move. God makes the first move. You make the second move. People ask me this question, Brother Bo, you've been going on for how many years in the Christian life? You came to know Jesus when you were 12. I said, that's right. And you, you're, you're, how old are you now? I said, let's not talk about that. You know, let's, 
But yeah, yeah, long, long time, decades, decades. Brother Bo, here's the big question that I get often. How, do, how, how are you able to sustain it? Like year after year and year in and year out and day in and day in. You're still there serving and so How? And I, and I tell them, my dear friends, this is it. This is the answer. It's my OS. You know what OS is? What's OS? What's your OS? Ask somebody beside you, what's your OS? What's your operating system? Your phone has an operating. If you're an iPhone guy, you, you, you're, what's an OS? OS. <laughs> Well, if you're, if, you're, if you're the other side, if you're the Android, you know, the, the, it has another, that Android, Android OS, okay. Um, friend, listen to me. What's your spiritual OS? What's the operating system of your spiritual life? I have met many Christians. I have met many Catholics whose OS is still more Old Testament than New Testament. Meaning to say, they're still in the Old Testament thinking, mindset, spirituality. What's the Old Testament mindset? What's the Old Testament OS? I need to sacrifice. I need to do something. I need to sacrifice a cow, a, 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 a sheep, a, a goat, a dove, so that God will accept me, so that God will forgive me, so that God will like me. Are you listening to what I'm saying? There are people like that. I, I need to pray so that God will like me. I need to read the Bible so that God will accept me. I need to be a good boy and a good girl so that I will go into heaven. You know, there, there are people who think that way. My dear friend, please, that's Old Testament OS. You need to shift to the New Testament OS. What's the old, what, what, what does the New Testament say? Ask me what? God has become the sacrifice. God has said, I'm going to make the first move. You're accepted already. There are people who think that they have to do all sorts of triple somersaults for God to accept them. I'm telling you now, even before you pray, even before you read one verse of your Bible, even before you do anything good, God already is into you. He loves you. He accepts you. He embraces you. He, he courts you. He allures you. He serenades you. He's really, tell somebody beside you, He's really into you. Even before you do anything good, no matter what sin you committed, no matter what failure you've done, no matter how much you've backslid, no matter, I don't care what wrongdoing you've done. I don't care how you feel ashamed of yourself right now for all that you've done. I'm telling you now, you're accepted, you're loved, you're really, you know, put, can, can you put your two fingers like this and then stick them together and then intertwine them and then show it to your neighbor and then say in Tagalog ganito kami ni Lord in, 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 you know we're, we're, we're like this with Jesus which, which brings me to truth number three what's truth number three what's truth number one God will always make the first move here's number tr two 
you need to make, you're the only one who can make the second move. And number three is that God wants to have a fantastic relationship with you. He really, really does. He wants a vibrant, dynamic, close relationship with you. He really wants to. In fact, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring you there. I'm going to bring you in John chapter 15, verse 15. And, and it's, I love it. I love this verse. It says, I no longer call you servants, Jesus said, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you, say it out loud, friends, for everything that I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. Now, it's so easy to read this verse and to, and to say, oh, that's sweet. Jesus wants to be my friend. You know, my dear friend, I, I want you to know this. God, yes, wants to be your friend, but what does he mean by friend? You want to know? You, you want to know his definition of friend? Are you sure? You might not like it. You know, when, when God says, I want to be your friend, like, like you and me, like this, together, fantastic relationship, a lot of people think, oh, to be chummy chummy with Jesus, to have warm, fuzzy feelings for God and for you know, like 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 to have to have God as my teddy bear when I'm lonely, or to be a Santa, God like Santa when I need something. Lord, please help me. Or to be a shoulder to cry on. You know, we 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 think that that's what friend means. This is what Jesus means when he says friend. Are you ready? Two verses before verse 15. Same chapter. Are you ready? Greater love has no one than this. To lay down one's life for one's friends. That's his definition of friendship. Now you still are interested in a friendship with God? He already laid down his life for you. Touch somebody beside you and say, It's your turn. Brother Bo, wait, 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 Bo. I, I, I thought you said God is the sacrifice. You know, we're, we're, we're not anymore Old Testament. Old Testament is I sacrifice so that God will accept me. I, I, I do stuff. So, you know, we're, we're already here in the New Testament. You know, He is the sacrifice. Yes, He is the sacrifice. He is the one who made the first move. He loves you already. Guess what? It's now your turn. To say thank you. And you're going to say thank you for the rest of your life. Well, oh, bro Brother Bo, you mean to be, you know, you, you, you said, I, I'm not, you know, God already loves me the way I am. Even before I pray, even before I read the Bible, even before I go to church, God already accepts me. So, so need, no need to do that anymore? What do you think? I still want to pray and I still want to read that word and I still want to go to church and I still want to be a good boy. Why? To say thank you to this God who loved me so much. This is all about saying thank you. If you really allow God's love to conquer you, you cannot help but pray. You cannot help but be good. You cannot help. Am I making sense to you? There's no 
In fact, I believe that to keep a relationship alive, both individuals will have to die daily. This is nothing new. Look at any terrific relationship you have right now in your life. There's mutual sacrifice, yes or no? I look at my, my, my marriage, there's, there's mutual dying every day, both of us dying to ourselves. That's why it's fantastic. And you're going to have a fantastic relationship with God. Can I give you, can I give you one, one little analogy? Um, imagine if one day somebody knocks at the door of your house and you, you know, you sleep sleepy, you're like, oh, open the door. And when you open it, you see Pope Francis with his entourage. And you kind of like heard that Pope Francis was in town, you know, but what is he doing in your front porch? And you say to yourself, ah, okay, this is a dream. This is a dream. Wake up, wake up. This is a dream. But Pope Francis holds your hand and Pope Francis says, is it a good time for me to visit you? I'm, I have a mass in Luneta Grandstand, but before going there, I wanted to visit a typical Filipino house. So it's okay. Is it okay? You know, am I, am I catching you in a good time? And in you, you, you realize it's not a dream. So you faint and you stand up again and you faint and you stand up again. You faint again. You know, finally, you, you, I mean, you, you're totally shell-shocked, right? You, you, you tell him to sit down. He talks for about two minutes, you know, chit-chatting. You don't remember a single word because you're, you're totally out of it. But then finally, he stands up and he says, it's, it was nice chatting with you. And, and uh, I hope this is not the end of our friendship. Can we write together? You know, like write one another and, and you kind of like blabber, like, ah, yeah, your holiness, excellency. I mean, your, your excellency, Pope, and your, what, how will I call you again? And, 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 the, and the Pope holds your hand and says, call me Father Francis. Oh, yes, okay, Father. And, and so you're, you're blown away and you tell your friends, all your friends, the Pope visited me. And your friend said, where's the selfie? Where's the selfie? I forgot, you know? So no one believes you. But one week later, you receive a letter, a handwritten letter from the Pope. Very short. I enjoyed our two-minute conversation. Hope to hear from you. You're blown away. You show it to all your friends. See, 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 I, Pope came, you know? But then during that week, you broke off with your boyfriend. Your boss gave you a ton of work. Your pet cat died and you totally forgot to answer the Pope. And you did not write a letter to him. And then, you know, one, maybe six months later, you receive another letter from the Pope saying, Hi, how are you? I did not receive a letter from you. <gasps> oh, no! You know, you're conscience-stricken. You promise yourself, I'll write to him, I'll write, I'll write, I'll write to him. But during that time, your new boyfriend broke, broke up with you. And, you know, you, you, the boss gave you again another, another, so much work. And then your pet dog died. And, you know, anyway, so many things happened, you forgot to write again. And every once in a while during Christmas, you receive a postcard from the Vatican, you know. But you never wrote back. Question. Did the Pope make the first move? He did. Second question, very interesting question. Did you open the door when he knocked? Yes. But that's not enough for a relationship. If you want a vibrant, fantastic, deep, profound, happy relationship, you've got to keep on opening that door 
every single day of your life. You've got to keep on saying yes every single day. You want to have a fantastic relationship with God? It's not enough to say yes once. You've got to say it yes again and again and again. And that is God's invitation for you today. Can I invite you to make that yes now, today, this moment, like here? Are you sure? Warning! If you open that door daily, God's going to mess your life. He really will. He's going to mess you up really good. You're not going to live your life in the same way again. You're going to be different. Your life will change. Can I invite you to stand up? And I want to say one last thing before we pray. Everybody say labels. People have labels. People have titles. I ask you now, who are you? You'll tell me, I'm an accountant. Oh, they love using, people love using your jobs, you know. I'm a doctor. I'm, I'm a nurse. I'm a salesman. I'm a BPO agent. You know, who are you? Uh, we've got new names now, new professions. I'm a YouTuber. I'm a gamer. I'm a vlogger, you know. But, but people define themselves by their profession. Some define themselves by their looks. I'm sexy. I'm tall and dark and happy. I've got six abs. People, people define themselves by, I'm cool, you know. But one of the things I've realized is that our titles fade they don't last. They never do. The jobs go away. You know, after a while, you res retire, resign, and that's it. The looks definitely disappear. Yes or no? My friend, who was the Arnold Schwarzenegger of the Philippines, he was really in shape. Now, he's He's still a shape. Round is a shape. You know? <laughs> He's lost his looks. We, we lose all our titles. We lose a reputation. I remember when many, many years ago, like many years ago, okay, young, attractive women will come up to me and say, Brother Bo, I'm your number one fan. You know, that was flattering. Now, ha, Young, attractive women still come up to me and say, Brother Bo, my mother is your number one fan. It's like, okay, yeah. Give my regards to your mother. You know, they will come, they will say, My Lola is... That day will come, believe me. That day will come. We will lose all our titles. There is only one title that will remain. Only one. You want to know what that title is? The disciple whom Jesus loved. That's the only title that will stay. Your possessions will go away. Your looks will go away. Your jobs will go away. Everything about you will go away except that one thing. God loves you. God loves you.
that's what will remain. And I'm going to invite you to make that decision right now. Can I invite you to make that decision? To open that door and let Jesus come in. Put your hand over your chest as a symbol that you pray with all your heart. And just say this after me. Father in heaven, I accept you into my heart, into my home, into my life. Every room that needs you, I open that room for you to come in and be king. Thank you for loving me, accepting me, welcoming me. Thank you. Today, I'm making a decision. I'm giving myself to you. I want to live for you for the rest of my life. I surrender my life to you. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Light of Jesus family. For more messages like these, please visit lightfam.com slash podcasts.